Project 613, number 229. Today we are again reviewing a mitzvah that we already learned. This is positive mitzvah number 99, and that is all the details concerning the ritual impurity of a woman who has her period. Now, although many of those details do apply today, the aspects of ritual impurity... In other words, that uh, people she people or objects that she comes in contact with that contract ritual impurity, that only applies when the temple stood in Jerusalem because then someone who was ritually impure couldn't enter the temple. Today, those uh, everyone is considered ritually impure, and so those details aren't relevant. Um, just something to keep in mind. We're in the middle of discussing the uh, details of vessels. There's an interesting type of vessel <clears throat> that is, has a unique difference in its um, application to the laws of ritual purity and impurity. And that is an earthenware vessel, a vessel made out of clay, out of earth, which was very common back then. So usually for something to contract ritual impurity, it has to either come in contact with uh, ritual impurity or it has to be lifted and carried by something or someone that is ritually impure, etc. An earthenware vessel can only contract ritual, usually can only contract ritual impurity <clears throat> if the source of impurity enters the inner space of the vessel. It doesn't have to touch the vessel. It just have, have it just has to enter the inner space of the vessel, and that will. Uh, render it ritually impure. There is also a, a scenario in which someone who carries the vessel uh, can make it ritually impure. But if if a, if a source of ritual impurity just touches the outside of this earthenware vessel, it does not cause the vessel or the things inside to contract impurity. And the same thing is when it imparts impurity to others or to other things, the only way it can impart ritual impurity is if something enters within its empty space. Have a wonderful day.